Welcome to this episode of Hustle & Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Today we are at episode 158. I can't wait to jump in. I'm actually really excited to talk to our guest today. Um, as you can see, we're, well, we're in a, in a control room um, where our guest does his work from. So I'm excited to talk about what, what that means and uh, who we're talking to. He is the voice behind the beard, the voice of Sports City USA, Chris Buckambuso. Welcome, Chris. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for joining me. I know this is not your normal way to be on the mic, so. No, I'm not used to being seen. <laughs> I know, right? So now we can see you. I just wanted to like sort of talk to you about how interesting I think your job is. So for our audience, Chris is the public address or I don't know, PA announcer. I probably am saying that wrong, but PA for a lot of things we're going to talk about. But what I know him from is FC Dallas. We happen to be at the ballpark. So he also works for the Rough Riders. We're going to talk about all that. But um, your job is a public address announcer. I'm a stadium screamer. A stadium screamer. I like that. Cool. Um, I have so many things I want to ask you. But I guess let's, like, quickly, I just want to ask, like, what does that actually mean? Like, what are your responsibilities? Uh, I'm here to convey, convey messages that the teams want out to the folks who are present in the stadium. So, uh Selling the soap is a lot of it. Uh, things that they have going on, sponsorships, uh, is the common stuff prior to the game, in-game, maybe at halftime. Uh, starting lineups, uh, national anthem, things of that nature. I feel like you're like, you control or you guide us as fans through the experience of that game. From the pregame and the hearing the the, the announce or the players' names and the anthem, all those things like you, you're like what we hear as the organization behind the flow of our experience. That and, and I'm part of what I'm tasked to do is to give the amount of enthusiasm and or weight to what needs to be said. Yeah. For instance, it's really weird to go from a starting lineup where you're seeing stars, you're you're screaming so hard to then stopping and then moving to a, a moment of silence mm -hmm. where you're trying to give gravity to uh, the memory of someone who was important to the team. Yeah. Or some important or to honor the sport. a military exactly, exactly. for that game. Yeah, the, the weight does shift really fast right. at the beginning of a lot of these. And that sometimes is like a first impression too, where they're here, the first 10 minutes of somebody maybe in a stadium is, is important for how they're gonna feel the rest exactly. of the night. So I never, Never thought about that. Um, so I mentioned you're most known around here, like, because I know you as FC Dallas. So, I mean, do you have any idea that people like like me, fans with families, that your voice is in a lot of our memories and our fun, like, family moments? Does that, does that like, sink in with you? It, it does. And as a matter of fact, uh, I have a story that was uh, given to me at the beginning of the start of last high school football season when I was okay. over at the Star, okay. where uh, when I came in to do the first game, one of the producers there said, Chris, we've got a story for you. Uh, we want to tell you something that was going on because you know over at the Star, they do a lot of the high school graduations mm -hmm. around here. Yep. So one of the valedictorians was giving a uh, her speech and towards the end of it, she was saying that how much her high school experience meant to her and one of her favorite memories was being at the Star and and hearing what one of the things that they do over there between the first and second quarters is something called the Whataburger Dot Race. Yeah. Uh, or the Dip and Dash. 
And she said that that was her favorite experience to think that, oh my God, you know, something that I've done has a, a, a milestone experience for somebody. Stays with you. Exactly. It, and that's the thing. It, we have family jokes, not about you, but they're in your voice because like, this is so random, but um, in you, it's not part of your script right now, but it's previous years of FC Dallas scripts is announcing players and announcing team doctor. Oh yeah, Dr. Jim Walters. And the way you do that, it cracked us up. We giggle every time. And when we're at other sporting events or we hear somebody with a similar name like that, like it just is a funny bit that one of us will ramble off in our, in our family in your voice. So it's just, I just love that like, that I don't know. That I'm, I'd love to meet you now because I haven't met you until today. And so you said, you know, why do you want to talk to me? I'm like, because whether you know it or not, your like your job sticks with us and impacts us, and we think it's really fascinating. And I'm sitting here thinking, hearing you pronounce names and things, and just like have a million things going on in my mind. Like, how do you know all that? So I, I have all those questions too. But but um, I guess going backwards a step, like. Were you a kid like my kid who's on the mic trying to be a broadcaster and all this in sports or how did this come to be that's part of what you do? Uh, I came at this from a theater background, believe it or not. Okay. And um, for the longest time from high school through college, through my young adult years, I was always involved in community theater strictly as a hobby. I, I was never a working actor or anything like that. Uh, but I used to like to get involved with doing a play every now and then and, and it was just it was just a lot of fun it's where I, I found a lot of personal satisfaction if you will was sports on your radar um, I was involved a little in sports and, and I'm I'm as much of a sports fan as as anyone mm -hmm. uh, I love baseball I've always loved baseball uh, I've been, always enjoyed football soccer came late to me as a matter of fact uh, when I first uh, was asked to fill in at FC Dallas. I knew little or nothing of the sport. Okay. Um, but soccer is not hard from a public address announcer perspective because everything I do is scripted. Game. Yeah, you're not calling exactly. the game. You're, you're, you have a script to go off of. Going back to the beginning of what you owe the team, the outcomes you're trying to deliver exactly. aren't really variable. Once, once you have that written out, it's pretty much you're sticking with it, whether the sport, like whatever happens in game or not, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you talk about theater. I mean, I'm looking at kind of this, this resume and I don't know when all this happened, but if this is your former life or current, but you've been in like all of these, every big, you know, show that you think of, like it's a wonderful life. And um, let's see, Miracle on 34th Street, The Tempest, Taming of the Shrew, Midsummer Night's Dream, Foreigner. Uh, let's see, Our Town, Fiddler on the Roof, all those kinds of things, like yeah. the, the big things that you think of. Were those all childhood things? Uh, no, the the majority of them, probably about half of them were high school. Okay. Uh, the Probably about the last four or five that you'd named off uh, were with Frisco Community Theater. Uh, and part of why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because of It's a Wonderful Life. And at the time I had uh, two small children at home, uh -huh. uh, two and between two and five, roughly. Okay. And uh, if you have any experience with theater, you know that uh, a good production like that will, you'll have the auditions in August and then between rehearsals and production, you're going on through December. Mm -hmm. And so with two small children at home, leaving the house was tough because they're looking at you going, Daddy, why are you leaving again? And I'm gone every night yeah. and, and whatnot. And I, the play ended three days before Christmas, so I, Ooh. It almost contributed nothing to that holiday. Um, yeah. 
my wife, God bless her, I love her to death, suggested that I should probably find something a little bit different to scratch that creative itch. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, um, I uh, Centennial High School opened, uh-huh. and uh, they came into a business I was working at at the time, asking for sponsorships for their uh, their inaugural sure. season. Okay, okay. And I said I would ask uh, the owners of the of the business and asked if they had uh, an if they had an announcer, and they said they were just going to tap one of the parents to do it. And I said I'd love to. That's your donation, exactly, or uh, your contribute contribution to that school. That's cool. And kind of one thing so led to another. They the parents for baseball. A lot of them also did football, wanted me to do football. It really is like a trickle thing, right? You just get a foot in the door or get used to that. And then, especially in like this town and in sports, you know that person, you add that, then you know that person and you get enveloped into this system of like, all of a sudden you're doing PA for all, everybody. I mean, so you mentioned Frisco ISD Athletics, um, University, UTA, UNT, SMU, TCU. Mm Uh, Frisco Bowl, I mean, all kinds of stuff besides yeah. just the big FC Dallas, which is what I most and first think of you of, but that's that's a lot. So my question about that stuff is like, do you have to be any, do you, you might've already answered this, but I'm wondering how prepared you have to be if you get called in to do SMU or this or that, um, is the prep as simple as pronunciations and getting scripts ready or do you have to go do research to jump into these? I, uh, where I feel most comfortable, especially, so for, for instance, UTA, I had hardly done any basketball whatsoever. So little to no knowledge of the sport, how to call it, anything like that. What I'd asked to do was for the person who I was going to be filling in for, I went down and sat with him, got a feel for the game, okay. uh, got a feel for what the script was. And what I'm so grateful to UTA for is they allowed me to learn on the job. They paid me to learn, if you That's will. That's great. And we're, we're very gracious in allowing me to make mistakes and things of that nature. That's the way it should be. Because it's not only better for you, but it's a better experience for their end user, their customer, or their attendee, fan, whatever, when you have the comfort of seeing it and being, you know, watching a, a real live run through of it before you jump out there. And because, you know, if you're backing up, they want the continuity of the feel of like how, the, how this all is supposed to be so that it's not an abrupt change if you're backing somebody up one day. Right? I will share one experience with you though. The first time I ever got to fill in uh, doing FC Dallas, doing an FC Dallas game, uh, I was lucky in that when I was doing high school football, when I first started doing high school football, I was doing it at Pizza Hut Park, which is now Toyota right. Stadium where FC Dallas plays. Yep. So as I'm doing a game there, uh, they, the gentleman at the time who was, uh, who was in charge, his name is Mike Cruz, asked me if I'd like to fill in uh, and do a game for them. And it was the game where Beckham was supposed to be there, but yep. didn't make it. Yep. So I basically went from doing high school football where there was a thousand or two people there in the building yeah. to a oh. sold out MLS game. Of people thinking they're coming for a certain thing. And, and yeah. I'd never done soccer before. Oh gosh, yeah. That's and a big one to start on. Yeah. So I, they told me on a Wednesday that I was going to be doing a Saturday game. I don't think I slept a wink those three days. Yeah, I bet. Okay, I definitely want to hear, I have some follow-ups to that. I want to hear more about that. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Chris Buckambuso to hear more about his PA with FC Dallas. Player to Player matches elite high school athletes with younger, aspiring athletes through one-hour private lessons, semi-private lessons, and camps and clinics. 
Learn more at player2player.com. That's player, the number two, player.com. We're back to Hustle and Pro with our guest, Chris Buckambuso. So we were talking a little about FC Dallas, and I want to drill down into some questions I have, specifically about things that happen like yesterday, a new player comes, big announcement, we get a new player, everybody's excited. I mean, I don't know exactly when the first time you have to say his name is, but do you immediately, like, if you don't know him already, maybe you're not a big fan, right? Do you immediately, like, go find his pronunciation, start practicing? Or, like... I'll look it up. Uh, yeah. But I'm, to the extent uh, it's... It, how hard it is, like, for instance, this one, Legette is... I've, I've seen him play before, so right. I called him on, on opposite teams. Okay. Uh, okay. But the one that tripped me up the hardest was uh, the one that came in a year or two ago, Salbots Shun. Yes. Yeah. So that one, that See, one caused me some heart heartache. You have to say it right. People like me in the seats in the stands just get to fake it and pretend, make it up, whatever we want the first name to be, and just say Sean. We just say like, we'll name him whatever we think we can get out of there. But that I was curious about some of the tougher names for you because I've had I don't know I think ten FC Dallas players on this show before and. Um, you know, some of them are easy. It's easy to talk to Hollingshead or Paxton, but uh, like Nkosi um, had to, did I, did I get it right? He had Nkosi to teach Tafari. me how. Yeah. yeah. Nkosi had to teach me how. And um, Edwin Cerillo had to teach me how. And I'd still like say it like a horrible, the wrong. Cerillo. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there are some turkey ones. Yeah. So, so besides, okay, say, say Sean's name right again. Salbuts. Shun. He's from Hungary? Is this I right? believe so, yeah. Yeah. I know he plays on another national team. I think it's Hungarian. Are there any other names that, that uh, you either love saying because they're just really fun to say or that, that you have to like My favorite, My favorite ever was when I first started doing FC Dallas games was Ugo Ehemelu. Oh, I don't know that name. Oh, he was, yeah, he Ugo was. Ehemelu? Ugo Ehemelu? Ugo Ehemelu. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so we have a, a left back, I want to say right now. Uh, Ima? Ima Tumasi. Tumasi. Yeah. <laughs> I always say his name wrong. And I saw him walking, and I saw him walking, my my son saw him walking the other day into the mall, and we were leaving. And Jack was like, Mom, that's Ima, that's Ima. And I was, I said it out loud, and I said it wrong, and Jack, he was like, Mom, don't, don't <laughs> say it wrong if you're going to, like, wave at him or whatever. It was just funny and embarrassing. Ima is is also one name I'll never forget just because the first time I, I believe I ever said it or first time I ever introduced him, I did call him Emma. And Emma. one one of uh, my boss's boss there put his hands on my shoulder and said, it's Ima. And so it, that's one thing that will make it stick in your head. Whenever you're corrected? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, and there's so many languages. Do you have to work at that? Well, 12 years experience now with FC Dallas has, has given me some of that experience. Yeah. But I will tell you the the most difficult lineup that I have ever had to do, and I worked on it for, I worked on the roster for at least two full weeks, uh, was when the U.S. women played Russia. Oh, yeah. And fortunately, was that here at, where was that? That was at Toyota. Okay, okay. That was so oh, probably at least four <laughs> years ago, four or five years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, that's got to be some some different different dialect to say there yeah fortunately one of the producers at uh, FC Dallas uh, has uh, his wife is Russian oh. and so she recorded the roster for me and so I just I, I went turkey hunting that week and I just basically had near bud in my ear and just listened to the roster over and over that's and over great. again and that's then awesome. kind of as I had time I'd write it down phonetically and things yeah. of that nature it's crazy though because you have one shot at the beginning 
when you're doing lineup. Like that's it, right? You don't get to you don't get to do what I do and oh sorry wait correct it or edit it out. Like it's it's live and it's it's loud, right? Everybody's on and, it, and but that, most of us don't know. And that's sort of where I think a theater background comes in handy is because it's sort of the same way. You are off stage and then you step on stage and you've got to be right. Yeah, and like confident, right? Yeah. So 12 years with FC Dallas or Yeah, this, so? is my, this is my 12th season. 12th season. So and then prior to that, I did I filled in for three. Okay. 12 years like with you at the, at the helm there as PA. So what's the evolution of that look like? I mean, your comfort level is obviously, is it, well, I'm guessing it is a completely different now. You probably go in there with, with ease and no nerves anymore? Or? Um, there's always nerves. Uh, the, the, from the moment where I get there and I start looking through the the script that we're that we have to do you have to you go through it make sure that the teams are right dates are right for uh, certain reads things of yeah. that nature but from that moment you're 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 preparing yourself uh but i'm always a bit nervous until i get the lineup because usually the lineups don't come until after i start my first reads mm. and so lineups come in and you're busily writing stuff down and yeah. you're trying to make sure your pronunciations are correct because up until then it's still a little iffy on mm -hmm. what the actual you know lineups i mean we well press box sees them i don't know 45 minutes before the game an hour 30 i'm trying to remember the public sees them on twitter about 30 minutes before kickoff so how early do you know um not usually uh, when they come out onto the field for uh for warm-ups yeah that's usually about the time that our media folks are preparing the hard copy of the rosters yeah and then i get it shortly after they go in so it's pretty last minute when you yeah. think about it, though, um, I would think. So how much exposure and like work do you have with Mark Followell and Steve? Are you in the same room as them? Not in the same room. Okay. We're on the same floor, We're about two doors away. Um, most of my interaction with them is howdies before the game, uh -huh. uh, wishing them a good show. And then occasionally there are some media guides that don't have pronunciations for the opposing team, so I may get with them. Uh, but aside from that, they're sort of doing their thing and I'm doing mine. So it's like we're here at, at the ballpark. And so we're in, is this called, what is this room called? Control the control room. room. So this is where you do your PA from? Yes. The control room. And the press box is on this level, but it's at a different room right. next door. Yeah. So I guess that's a stupid question. You wouldn't be in the same room because y'all aren't going to be live or y'all aren't, you're not going to want to hear each other. Yeah. Like I, would inter I would interfere with, with his broadcast. Yeah, because he's not in stadium. You're right. in stadium. Your your mic is going out to the public in that stadium. Their mics are going to a TV feed. Correct. So yeah, you wouldn't want to cross over. Right. Sorry, I guess that was a stupid question. No. I just think I'm like, where are y'all sitting? I've I've walked past your guys' booth a ton. I just never like place each one of you. In, yeah. In uh, where uh, you next are. time you're there, come on up. I'll I'll give okay. you a tour. Okay. I'll knock on right as you're doing anthem anthem prep or something or announcing it. Um, just kidding. Um, but I bet those guys are so professional that, like like you said, they want to get all the pronunciation work right with you and make sure that they have their ducks in a row. They're well, so good. They're, they seem like, from just the little I know both of them, like so like such nice guys and very professional and good at their they're jobs. Are, they are. They're awesome. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I got to know Mark Followell before I kind of knew he was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, what, what I knew, of, I knew his, his, he was doing broadcast and whatnot, but, uh, but I didn't know, I don't follow basketball as well as I probably should. And didn't know that he was, you know, quite voice the, of the mass. Exactly. Yeah. And, but one of the things I always thought was cool about him is I always knew that he, in one of his past lives, he was one of the first PA announcers for FC Dallas. And so I always looked up to him for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
that's probably also why his voice seems so familiar to me also. But um, I want to talk about baseball too. You mentioned earlier, we are here, so you're doing baseball. You've been, it probably is one of those things, oh yeah, you're doing this here. We know these guys, hey, we need this help back up and moved into this role. Are you back up here or are you like their PA? I'm their PA now. Okay, lead guy. We started noticing, I mean, was it last season? We're in 2022. July of last year is when I took over. July of 21? Mm -hmm. Okay, I can't even remember which season it was in. But we're sitting in our seats and all of a sudden we're like, wait, that's the FC Dallas voice. What is, what's happening? So I immediately am like, wait, who's that? What's his name? I want to talk to him and all that good stuff. Um, That's how long you've been on my list that I finally, finally found you. But um, so do, does it take much adjustment when you go from sport to sport and have to kind of juggle these, these different sports or is it you're good at it now and it's yeah I I think early on in my career uh, just going into something new just almost terrified me but I but I sort of thrive on that on that terror yeah Uh, but now with the repetition that I've done I'm I'm comfortable with it I can I know the vibe of of whatever I'm doing I what I do here is different from what I do at FC Dallas. Does it feel different to you, the vibe? Because it, 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 the ballpark and that crowd there, I mean, it is a different personality, right? Each stadium and each sport, yeah. even each sport within the stadium, right? Because you're probably, you, do you feel like you sound different or act different doing PA at Toyota for high school football versus FC Dallas for MLS? Uh, well, I, I will tell you that like doing high school football I pull back a little bit because there aren't as many bodies in the stands. It doesn't absorb my voice as much, and so I come off a lot sharper, if yeah, you will. I hear you. Versus yeah. a, a lot of people in there. Uh, you have to fill it up more. Yeah, like it's, exactly. You yeah. have to compete against the crowd almost. So, 18 or so FC Dallas games, but Rough Riders have a ton of games. I mean, you're not like, how much do you work? Do you split the season with somebody else equally? Or are you here all the time? I do all of the games here that don't conflict with FC Dallas. Okay. That's a lot. That is. That's a lot of games. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, um, it's a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that if you don't have a passion for it, you'll it'll burn you out and you'll hear we'll hear it yeah. we'll hear it in your voice right if you yeah. don't love it but but it's the way that baseball this league works right now is the home stands and then you get that basically same amount of break when they're away right mm-hmm. so it's not like every day all the time it's every day for a week and then you get a week off from here basically yeah, yeah. Uh, well for instance uh, we just got finished with the all-star break and then there was a two-week road trip uh, so That's it was nice. a good time off, and I, I think I did a couple of FC Dallas games during that time. Yeah, so good. So then that, that probably helps reduce some of the burnout of all the baseball, because there's a lot of baseball. It's awesome. Okay, well, I love talking to you and kind of just getting a peek behind the scenes of, of your world. And uh, I just think your view, like literally your view of the stadium and the ballpark and what's going on on the field and your knowledge of the script for the night and just all the cool and the special guests or whatever's happening that night is just fascinating. And I bet you love your job. I hope you love your job. Oh, I it do. sounds so cool. The, this is a hobby that pays. Yeah, that's a that's great. And so what did you say at the beginning? Uh, you called yourself when I said, what is a PA responsibility? A stadium screamer. Stadium screamer. I love that. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks. It, it's, it's uh, you get to do primal therapy screaming just all the darn time and 
it's way way to be healthy i guess i love it stadium screamer i'm now i'm gonna when i hear your voice i'm gonna be like think of that now all the time i'm writing it down cool well thanks for your time i know you have a game to, to do here in a little bit yes so i appreciate you coming in early and sitting down and giving us your control room for a few minutes to it's an to honor and a pleasure to hear from you so thank you thank you thank you and thank you guys for watching or listening to another episode of hustle and pro be sure to subscribe so that you can get an alert when the next episode goes live.